Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's your girl, Crest the Star, but I am not here alone. We are here and joined by the effervescent, the beautiful, the smart, the talented, never been seen before, not afraid to reference or not reference. Iridian, how are you, Iridian? It's been a long time. I am so fantastic, and I'm so excited to be doing the show with you. I've missed you. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. We're going to talk about everything AEW collision everything battle of the belts i'm you you got your costume on ready to party i'm ready to rock and if you're ready to rock leave us a thumbs up on this channel 
Fightful on YouTube. You can also give us a thumbs up or support us at Fightful.com. Best $5 in the biz, $54 a year. You get all the news. You're going to get it from us anyway, aggregated. Why not get it from us for the real, real? Also, if you would like to support us directly, before we get into our Collision Battle of the Belt show, leave us a thumbs up, like I said, but you can also donate a Super Chat. Super Chats, put money in our pockets. We read your question on air. I'll give you my advice. Iridium will give you her advice. Whatever advice it is, you're going to get some, and that'll be great. Um, Also, you can go to HumperChats.com, and that's HumperChats.com, where you can leave your question or a comment, and we'll read it on air. We get to keep a little bit more of the money. I'm happy. Iridian's happy. Sean Ross Sapp is happy, but I'm not happy about being awake after watching six hours of wrestling last night, including Impact. I'm doing double duty. Iridian, what did you think of Battle of the Belts? Man, Battle of the Belts was good. I thought it was good. I really enjoyed myself. Um, I, Collision was great. I al- always love Collision, but yeah, I liked Battle of the Belts. What did you think of it? I... I don't have an unbiased opinion because by the time I started watching Battle of the Belts, I was, so it was tired. I was so tired. I'm looking for my notes right now as we speak. I was so tired after watching um, Impact mm-hmm. Bound for Glory, which is now becoming TNA again. And then afterwards, okay, let me take an hour break. And I was like, all right. But I'm thinking, okay, Collision is an hour and a half with no commercials. Wrong. Collision was truly two hours <laughs> and Battle of the Belts was truly an hour with no commercials. <laughs> like it was, it was good. It was good. I will say I am a little annoyed though. Cause I feel Collision was better than Battle of the Belts. No one who challenged in Battle of the Belts, I expected to win. Exactly. Yeah. And I was watching Collision. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so good. There's so much mm-hmm. drama. I feel like Battle of the Belts was just, a little extension of that. It was like the bonus scenes in the DVD, right? Yeah. So I could have gone without watching it if it was just collision and they would have thrown a couple championship uh, matches in there. I think that would have made a little bit more sense, but it wasn't terrible. I yeah. just wasn't what it could be, right? I agree. Uh, for a third hour, I'm already tired. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what they really prepped you when the show started because they're like all right we have aw collision and then we're here for three hours and i'm like oh my god what three is this hours. monday wrestling for three hours on a saturday the saturday night i'm trying to go out i have a, i know it's hard to believe but us wrestling fans we do have lives i, I don't that's a lie i don't i'm dressed like an otter for work <laughs> and you look great and I'm hot. I'm sweating like a hooker in church. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us get to our first match of the night for AW Collision. We have Brian Danielson versus Andrade El Idolo. So now I had started watching the rerun, so it just went hot. So I'm thinking, oh, wow, Battle of the Belts is starting off. But they kept saying this is a dream match. Okay, no, no belt, just dream match. Great. I was so wrong. But this match was really good. They started chanting, these are awesome chants. Before the match even started, there was a big arm drag at the beginning after um, Brian hit a reversal. Um, this is wrestling chants, soon followed afterwards. Guys, you got to you gotta forgive me. I My brain is off. <laughs> I'm reading. We are reading today. Reading. Um, Nigel McGinnis last night was on his BS because he was saying how Brian Danielson isn't even a man, that a man, because he gets up, he said he's got two legs. What kind of man says he's got two legs? And then he made a Zach Gowan reference. Nigel McGinnis is the best worst right there. That's <laughs> Roderick Strong. Um, let's go straight to the finish. 
Um, there were 50 pinning predicaments, but the crucifix pin on Andrade El Idolo gets Brian Danielson the win. Um, what did you think of the match, Iridian? What were your favorite parts? What are your what are your thoughts and notes on this? Yeah, they really came in hot with this match. I was really excited when they announced Danielson and Andrade. I'm like, oh man, this could possibly be like the main event. Like, where are we going? Mm -hmm. What's happening? And for this match to be the first one right off the bat, I was very excited. But then I also thought, all right, they're going up against impact, up against a pay-per-view, like you know, a big show. They have to really put in something that's gonna be a banger. And this one absolutely delivered no one really had the upper hand in the first mm -hmm. couple of minutes they were both quick it was just an amazing back and forth but danielson ultimately picked up the win and it didn't make andrade look bad which i'm like great because andrade was just coming back from an injury mm -hmm. so we have to really push him but also you can't have daniel take the loss so you know he's doing his uh world retirement tour with michael jackson this is it <laughs> I will say also the tree of woe spot was really, really cool considering Andrade is nine feet tall. It's like when I see Big Bill do it, whether he's up at the bottom or at the top or at the, I mean, yeah, at the bottom or the top. It's like, bro, you are too tall to be doing that spot. Mm -hmm. What a spot. Also that, I, I guess it's a, I, I don't know what they call it, a bow and arrow stretch. Yep, bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. Again, Andrade is too tall for you to be doing that to, like, bro. And also, Nigel McGinnis kept calling Brian Dancing a clam digger. I don't know what that means. I feel like that's a British insult. <laughs> We got to look up what that means. A clam <laughs> digger. <laughs> Nigel McGinnis really, I don't know what Nigel McGinnis' personal vendetta is against Brian Danielson, but every time Brian Danielson comes on, I swear to God, in Nigel McGinnis' head, all you hear is, oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> I hate this guy. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I feel like this is just building because Nigel is going to have his return match Hopefully against Danielson sometime. I feel like you can't be talking that much smack and not expect to get smacked, right? <laughs> you know, I, I want to believe this, but then whenever I think of Nigel McGinnis, he is synonymous also with that Jay Lethal Ric Flair promo. <laughs> so, like, realistically, if you come back, Nigel, you got to wrestle Jay Lethal. <laughs> you got to wrestle Jay Lethal. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. After the match, post-match, the lights hit, and I'm thinking, oh, God, Dark Order or House of Black. But I was right. But it was just Malachi Black, who looks great, by the way. We stand Malachi Black in this house because this is a Lena Vega stand account, so by extension, we stand him. <laughs> um, he looked great. He hit... Um, I put, he kicked the fuck out of Brian Danielson. Um, the BCC comes out, as always, $2, two cents too late, and the lights hit. Malachi is gone. That's going to be the recurring theme of the night, yeah. along with the holy shit chance. Aridian, what did you think about Malachi Black coming out at the last minute? Mm, when I tell you I yelled, I literally yelled. I almost passed out. I said, Malachi, oh my goodness. I can't believe that he's in the ring right now. First of all, I pop anytime the lights go out. So I'm like, something's going to happen. Yes. What are we waiting for? And I really was not expecting Malachi. So I'm super excited that he's back. And man, he just got kicked danielson i feel for him because poor man right? that's a kick i never want a black mass or whatever they call it now nope. i never want to take that because he looks like i want to hold back but the way my feet are set up exactly. <laughs> and then you've got uh yuda and claudio coming out late okay whatever but i guess moral support right you need you need a friend when you got beat up after so okay. <laughs> 
I mean, they had a brutal match. And then after the match, besides Andrade Thanos snapping away, freaking Brian Danielson just was like, yo, what the? <laughs> Gone into the distance, into oblivion. Um, House of Black being continual jerks will be the theme of the night. The next match, well, the next um, video package is Nick Wayne versus Darby Alley. Darby Alley, no, Jesus Christ. Darby Allen, um, pretty much to sum this video package up, uh, Darby Allen says, Nick Wayne, I will be there Wednesday when Tony Khan gives Sting a very special gift. And if you want to show up on Wednesday, if you want war. So I didn't see last week's collision because I went to a ball. So I want to ask you, how was that sit-down interview with Nick Wayne and his mother and then Christian coming on and saying, let's go home, son? I'm like, first of all, that man was being very inappropriate to your mother. Unless she's done something really horrible to you, you should be giving that man the Allen Angels dick punch treatment because mm. that's so rude. And then you're going to leave with this guy? He has nothing but bad intentions for you. But what did you think about this, Iridian? Yeah, you know what my thoughts on Christian? He is such a fool, but a fool <laughs> that we all love, right? Christian taking Nick Wayne under his wing and essentially saying, Saying, I'm your dad. I'm your father figure. What is going on? And I know Christian got a crush on Nick Wayne's mom too. So where is that fitting? What, what are we doing? And then you throw Jim Ross right in the middle. What confused? <laughs> Jim Ross really is out here like, Miss Wayne, are you looking for a father figure or a father's figure? <laughs> but I'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, I like I don't I don't really get this. Yeah. I feel like this is a little bit backwards, mm. but also it gives credence to the Nick Wayne is young. He's stupid. He doesn't know about the business. Of course you would think Christian's trying to help you. Tough love. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know. It's eventual baby face turn. And yeah. also, what is Sting's special surprise? The key to the city? I know. He already announced his surprise, and that was that he's retiring. So are we getting just back-to-back -back announcements now? What's what's happening? I'm very confused. Carissa looks for her. Oh, I found it. I found it. It's Tony Khan. Hi. I have a great announcement for you. <laughs> Sting is not an AI. I need to blink. I'm sorry. I need to stop making fun of <laughs> I love you, Tony. Anthony Khan called me. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> but, yeah, I have, uh, I have no idea what that's going. No idea what that's going to be. Yeah. Good on them. This... This segment just was like, yeah. Um, next we have yeah, obviously, obviously evil Sky Blue versus Hollywood Haley. Um, I knew what this match was was fucking for. <laughs> the moment Sky Blue came out, very obviously evil, dressed like SpongeBob. By the way, <laughs> we do. <laughs> she had the Scooby Doo necklace, but it was giving bikini bottoms. Yes. <laughs> And you know what I just noticed? Scooby-Doo and Spongebob got the same initials. <laughs> no, Scooby-Doo is SD because she had SB on her neck. Now you got to be yes. thinking like Spongebob, Scooby-Doo. Like <laughs> yes. Well, her gear was very much mystery machine. So keeping on brand with the makeup, I'm just all about the women's makeup right now. And what they're doing with turning her evil through makeup. Like that's literally yeah. insane to me. So it was still fun colors, but you could still tell that she got misted, which, oh yeah. my God, I, I'm here for it. But man, this match, as soon as I saw Hollywood Haley in there, I said, oh no. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. It's going to go good for you, girl. And I have been meaning to watch wrestlers on Netflix. And that's how I, I saw a little clip of her. I'm like, oh, 
I know that girl, which reminded mm -hmm. me that I still have to watch that. But man, I just knew she was not picking up the win. Sky Blue, especially how she's been recently, so aggressive, so vicious. She's just so good. And I can't wait for her to make her full transformation so we can get her being a very dominant woman in this division. Yes. And I love women's wrestling. And in my hardest of hearts, we already got death or infection through misting. So you have pretty much a trios and a women's tag team title, right? Like, like you've got a team forming right here. And it makes sense because it happened to Julia Hart. I remember when Julia Hart was like, and now she's all like, the house always wins. Sky blue makes sense to add that too. And Willow Nightingale, if the darkness consumes her, will be a perfect heavy for that trios. But then again, that would require, y'all all know what I'm going to say, that would require you giving the women matches besides 920. And this one came on before 920, so I'll give them that. It did. It did, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, sky blue um, in the SpongeBob or Mystery Machine gear. Um a running power bomb from Sky Blue. She wins like this. I I hate to say this to Hollywood Haley, but there was really nothing to this match. This was a squash. Who knew what it was when she came out with the Omochi Raru eye? So, uh, do you have anything to add? <laughs> no. Um. Besides, just Sky Blue being so good, she's got that stare down. And one thing that I liked about commentary is now they are. If the fans weren't getting it before, they're absolutely getting it now because commentary has been hinting like, uh -huh. oh my God, she came out. She's less, you know, excited. Look at her stare. Oh, the mist. Like they're making so many references to it. So now yeah. if you didn't get it, you absolutely know what's going on with her now and that she's hopefully going into this new faction with Julia, which will be called the House of Heart. Um, ha, that's cool. I like that. I said the House of Heart. Um, and it's going to be her and and willow so we'll see what happens with that but yeah she's just so good and i'm super excited to see what she's gonna do absolutely i would like to see that's actually a cool to the opposite house of black house of heart that'd be really cool and you get a fourth person mm. i'm a i'm an agent of chaos so i say chris statland i'm tired of you being a baby face i'm tired i'm tired of it i'm tired of it i'm tired of it i'm tired of that but wouldn't that be a good a good team you got sky blue julia hart chris statlander and willow nightingale that's House of Black. That's literally House of Black um, cone ladies. <laughs> so I think that would be super fantastic. I love the idea of House of Heart. But, yeah, Julia Hart picks up the win. Not, not Yeah, sorry, Sky Blue. Sky Blue picks up the win here. Guys, I'm tired. Please, please. <laughs> Next we have the Gun Club. Um, Austin and Colton Gunn with Jay White versus the Outrunners, which I had to look up, which was Truth Magnum and Turbo Floyd. Mm. Now, I have to tell you, when I hear Turbo Floyd, I think of Turbo Jack. Shout out to the people over at WrestleTalk because they do all their, like, if you want to get NordVPN, they do, like, Turbo Jack. And these guys were literally Johnny Swinger, 1980s wrestlers, and I was living. However, this is the guns. <laughs> so besides cheating and being annoying, unfortunately, um, Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum, you weren't going to win. Um Colton was doing a lot of the work in the beginning. Ultimately, this was a squash. You get the 310 to Yuma on Turbo Floyd for the good game. What did you think of the match, Iridian? We got two squash matches back to back. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't even write down the other team's name. I'm so sorry. Not talking, I have to look it up. I, I also could pause, so. <laughs> I just wrote the guns versus blank, okay? That's what I <laughs> They came out with Jay White, and I knew what it was. I'm like, all right. Here we go. And it's just something about when the announcer goes, and already in the ring, yeah. the opponents, 
you know, you know what's happening. So it was a very quick match. They had a, t- a three ten to Yuma. Jay White joins the boys in the in the ring, and what a great show for the guns. I feel like people are finally starting to notice them mm. because before it might have been like, oh, they're so annoying, whatever. But now people are like, okay, maybe they can actually wrestle, which they can, and they're great characters, and they've just been really pushing their way through the tag division. So hopefully they get more chances to shine and not just squash matches, right? Yeah. In more prominent matches. But yeah, the lights go out again in this one, Cresta. And I was, oh my God, excited, right? How are you feeling when the lights go out? So I'm thinking... Damn, Malachi, you putting in work this episode. You don't care about nothing, dog. He said, I've had time off, and all I have to do is thinking of watching you jabronis jabron, and I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. However, when I see, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think that's MJF. This is a real skinny MJF if that's the case. Mm-hmm. It's giving. You know what it's giving? You know when a wrestler comes out and they play the person they're talking shit about's music, and then they stop it and like, <laughs> I think the guns is doing this. I'm not going to hold you. I think this this doesn't seem like it's outside of the gun's realm. This doesn't even seem like it's outside of Bullet Club's realm. I don't know who's doing this, but this ain't MJF. <laughs> this ain't MJF. This could literally be so many things. Um, yeah, I thought Malachi was like, all right. I was like, cool. You were just here not um, a match ago, but <laughs> it wasn't. And to have the devil appear, I'm like, thank you. We're bringing back this storyline because we had been asking for it. It was a giant cliffhanger at the end of one of the dynamites, I believe. Yeah. Um, but man, I don't know who this is. It could literally be anybody. I was like, is it Adam Cole going after Jay White and finally leaving MJF? Like, is it Kyle O'Reilly? What are we doing? Is it somebody from Bullet Club in New Japan? It could be so many people. And I had not thought about it possibly being one of the guns. Interesting. Interesting dynamic. Who knows? Um, But man, I was like, is it MJF? Is it Adam Cole? Who knows? The world. I also think like it could be... um... Roderick Strong, because he did do a video package right as soon as Adam Cole went to go get surgery. He said, the best way to get my friend back is to be nice to that, to the, I'm trying not to swear. It's, it's early. It's like 10 a.m. for me, guys. And it's not, it's like one in the afternoon, but I stayed up so late. So I apologize. The pirate filter is off. (laughs) So like, it could be Roderick Strong being a piece of crap, trying to help out trying to help out, not really helping, but also who doesn't want to beat up Jay White? <laughs> it's insane. So, it's insane. I don't know. I think this is a really good murder mystery. And I do like that. So I've been very critical of MJF. And now that I realize that MJF is super unserious and that was my fault for taking him as a serious wrestler. I like now that he's still making like intriguing murder mysteries, not so much dancing, but even if it is him, which I don't think, but if it is MJF, you got me gal. And I don't like that, but I do. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people are saying, Oh, well maybe he just that person with the mask is just a standing figure, like a mm-hmm. like, holder. And it could literally be anybody. With- like they did with, um, What's that WWE fashion that came in was setting stuff on fire until uh, Retribution? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like with interchangeable people, like not the people who are actually in the faction, but mm-hmm. just people f- to make that story. So it could be anybody. What if like someone the other day was like, oh, if it's not Adam Cole, it could be Britt Baker. I was like, what? What? It, like there's little, I don't know. A lot could be going on in there, right? Heal Britt Baker. That would be funny. I don't think it makes sense, but I also am very easily sports entertained. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? 
read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If it turned out to be Britt Baker, like, <laughs> those, that would be something in wrestling. Like, if CM Punk showed up last night to Chicago, I'd just laugh. Oh. i just laugh. i just laugh. It's wrestling. Come on now. i just laugh. What to do? That's like saying, oh, it could be Orange Cassidy. What? Like, I'm going to just laugh because at the end of the day, <laughs> if it don't make sense, I'm supposed to just laugh. Mm-hmm. Just laugh. Just laugh. Because, <laughs> look, listen, it could be work. To quote Hikaru Shida, quoting Hulk Hogan, that's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> Moving right along to, I'm sure, Iridian's favorite match oh, of the dude. night. I knew you were going to say something. I was like, I think match. What's your favorite? Ooh, we are at the Memphis Street Fight. If Jeffrey Jarrett wins, Jay Lethal can challenge Eddie Kingston for the Ring of Honor Championship. So Jeff Jarrett comes out with Karen Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt. So this, when people say, when people say Jeff Jarrett is a carny piece of shit, you bring the whole carnival with you. This is what they mean. <laughs> and Eddie Kingston came out by himself in a football jersey, Jesus of Timberland. So he already knew what it was. He was going to war. <laughs> this match. <laughs> oh, they also had, um, oh my God, what's his name on commentary? Because I didn't write his name down. Tell us in the chat, guys, because I Tell also did not write his name down. They said it mad times. And my brain at that night, at last night, just like at 3 a.m., my brain is like, please, enough, enough, enough. <laughs> um. So it starts off with um, Eddie Kingston coming down, getting attacked by Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Dave Brown, thank you, Voodoo Child. Can Wait. I put this up in the chat? Can I do that? Yeah. Egg, egg, come on, Voodoo Child, Dave Brown. <laughs> um, uh, uh, sorry, I'm just clicking stuff now. I'm sorry, my apologies, my apologies. <laughs> um, so I think Jay Lethal runs up the ramp. 
Eddie Kingston kicks him in his stomach. Uh, Satnam Singh runs up the ramp too after Eddie Kingston is beating people with the kendo stick. He literally breaks the kendo stick like a toothpick. Um, then there's a food fight. My notes are the worst because it's literally not the kendo stick. All things considered, <laughs> this is a pretty fair match. Here's Karen. <laughs> Because Karen Jarrett came out of nowhere at one point. The match just started slapping Eddie Kingston. I'm like, yo, bro, you're the worst. <laughs> you need to get beat up. <laughs> Karen Jarrett is the worst. <laughs> in the best way. Um, there was a huge lethal injection off the side of the uh, was it, stage area onto a table on the outside on Eddie Kingston. Eddie got back up. was like, you can't take me out like that. And at this point, Eddie Kingston is bleeding, leaking. Jared beating the McCrap out of Eddie Kingston. Jay Lethal misses an elbow drop. At this point now, there's so much chaos. There's been food. There's been Karens. There's been Satinum. Eddie Kingston has done lost his shoes. That shows you where we're at in this match. There are machine gun chops to everyone except Karen Jared, who Sanjay does. It's like, no, Karen. And this poor little man just damn near in his forehead because he's like two feet tall. Um, the stroke on Eddie Kingston. And that's one of the most protected moves. But Eddie Kingston kicks out at two. Um, Karen slaps him again. And then I wrote, boo this match. Choke slam, stroke, lethal ejection. Stroke again for the Jared for one, two, three. That was a lot already. And that was a paraphrase a lot. Yeah. What did you think of this food fight? What did you think? And should Jeff Jarrett just join the circus? First of all, I was so mad that Jeff Jarrett came out with his whole crew. Because I'm like, is this a handicap match? <laughs> come on. If you are wrestling Jeff Jarrett... You need to come out with 50 people, literally all of Bullet Club, and maybe the Goldberg special of Cattle Prod, because he's coming out with 50 people. Ain't no way. Which, first of all, I was like, rude, disrespectful. If you're going to fight, you should fight by yourself. And the first couple minutes were fought outside of the ring, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is only going to be a crazy show, and a crazy show it was. Glizzies were flying everywhere, Tessa. <laughs> The glizzies were out there. The popcorn. As soon as they hit the popcorn, I said, not the popcorn. <laughs> Please, not the popcorn, man. And then Eddie goes and gets the ketchup and the mustard and is like. <laughs> what is a high school bully? <laughs> this was literally a mess. And then Jay White got involved. Jay White put Eddie through a table before they even got into the ring. Um, but man, Jeff Jarrett was not letting up on Eddie's knee. He was hitting it with the trash can. He was just targeting it pretty much the whole match. And Eddie, when Eddie lost his shoes. I was like, you know, it's a real match when a man has lost his shoes being so angry fighting. Exactly. Oh, man, I was about to book, book my flight to go over there and help Eddie fight because I was like, this is not fair. It's not. He's the worst. It was rude. And then Karen gets involved and she's like, pop, pop. And Eddie's like, all right, whatever. I could take it more. And um, mm -mm. I felt so bad. But yeah, next thing you know, Eddie Kingston is bleeding. And I had had enough of this match. I'm like, call okay. it. That's it. Eddie, get the win. And um, man, no, Jeff picked it up, which I was very disappointed. <laughs> I always wonder how Eddie Kingston got no friends, but Jeff Jarrett got friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the real questions, all right? That's the journalist and you. We all <laughs> want to know. How Eddie Kingston got no friends, but MJF got friends. And MJF has historically screwed every person who's gotten close to him. Eddie Kingston just don't know wrestling is fake. <laughs> so he just lashes out sometimes. He just, he's lost. <laughs> it's literally crazy because 
while everybody was beating up on Eddie, I'm like thinking, all right, he he was in the blood and guts match. All right, who was he teaming with then? Why aren't they coming out to help? All right, um, he had a conversation with this person. Why aren't they coming out to help? I was like, somebody in Blackpool Combat Club, exactly. Mox, but he had, was coming out later. But man, I said, please. <laughs> you would think that even if you don't like Eddie Kingston, you hate Jeff Jarrett more. <laughs> Where was Ref Aubrey? Like, I I don't know. Jeff Jarrett's reign of terror begins, continues. And I'm just going to go ahead and skip ahead to the backstage with Eddie Kingston because they mess, they catch up with him. And Eddie Kingston says, I made you jump through hoops, Jay Lethal. He uses his real name, Jamar. I was like, oh, we shooting. We shoot. Bang, bang. We shooting out here. He said, how are you going to call Jeff Jarrett your uncle? Aren't your parents embarrassed? You don't even know this man. To say that you related with them, I was like, you know what? That's a cold bar. But that's also true. That's also true. How your parents feel about this is my uncle. This is my ooze. You just met this farm man. You don't know this man. You know me. I lived with you. You don't know this man. He goes on to say, <laughs> I made you jump through hoops because you're hanging out with a piece of crap, a carny piece of crap. Um, he's not even blood. And that's your uncle, Jamar. Don't bring your mom and dad because I'm going to beat the crap out of you in front of your parents. Um, and don't bring the carnival, Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and all of them with you when you go to fight me for the Ring of Honor title. I think Eddie Kingston here. <clears throat> His promos are always unmatched. Because even though we make the joke that, yeah, Eddie Kingston don't know wrestling is not real, his promos are delivered with the passion. Like, yo, are you really going to come to my house in the middle of the night and stab me before I match? Because I think you might. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of feel bad for Jay Lethal because I think Eddie Kingston might legitimately beat the brakes off of his man, this man. What did you think of this, uh, this uh, interview, Iridian? You know what? I think if Eddie Kingston is going to do one thing, it's, it's he's going to get his promo check always. <laughs> <And> <laughs> good for him, right? Because anytime that the camera zones in on him, I'm like, oh man, here we go. I'm ready. Tears like are already forming in my eyes, like emotionally connected. I will be honest, I didn't pay attention the first time he did the promo. I had to go back and rewatch it because the person who was there as the medic was in the shot and like the camera was zoomed in just on her face so you saw like the bottom half so she was reacting in real time to eddie kingston's promo i don't know if anyone else noticed this but then i'm like girl just move out of the shot just move out and she stayed there and like she like looked directly into the camera at one point and i said oh no girl wrap it up We're listen i'd be scared too because what what if he thinks i'm jay leaf <laughs> beats me up <laughs> i'm not moving a muscle i'm just mm. She was frozen in time. I said, girl, please move on today. <laughs> but man, yeah, this promo is definitely up there with the other promos that Eddie Kingston has cut. He is just so raw with emotion. Mm -hmm. You really feel a little scared. And I hope Jay Lethal's feeling a little scared because I'd be scared if I was him. I mean, I've seen Jay Lethal cut some promos on people. And I will say Jay Lethal isn't afraid of anyone. If you could go to Ric Flair and be like, whoa, 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 and tell this man, don't be mad because they cut that, shut down old space mountain. He's not afraid of anything. He lost his hair. He lost his fucks. He doesn't care. <laughs> Jay Lethal does not care. <laughs> I mean, I hope he's ready. Because like you said, fighting Eddie Kingston, you're not wrestling this man. This man's coming to fight you. <laughs> mm, yeah. Getting back into the action, we're now backstage with Lexi Nair and the acclaimed. I want to go ahead and say, Max Caster, why are you still in my gimmick being thirsty? Okay, that's my line. 
That's my gimmick. I come on here every week and be haram, okay? Not you. He was so thirsty that they told him to face the wall, and that's where he stayed the whole <laughs> He was on time out. Literally, th these segments I absolutely love. They are so wild. You never know what you're going to get. And last night did not disappoint. When I tell you, I yelled. When he said that to Lexi, I said, oh, my God. I was like, Max, aren't you hitting on Max Caster? Aren't you hitting on Maxwell? Not nice. <laughs> the fact that they made him face the wall. And then when they said, we've been champion for 74 days. What a mess. What a mess. And then I think she was talking about Battle of the Belts or something. And his line was, oh, well, since you're talking about Battle of the Belts, like, you can use a belt on me. Sir. That's why everyone would say, like, daddy ass, like, yo, I'm so sorry. This man, he don't know how to act. Still in my gimmick. Max Caster, I'm going to have to sue you for copyright and gimmick infringement. That's my gimmick. Being thirsty is my line, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, also, another banger is when, I think it was Anthony Bowens called Daddy Magic looking like a baked potato. Oh. I died because he absolutely does every time he puts on them shiny suits like it's P. Diddy in the early 2000s. I'm like, yo, bro, and you mad tan. This is not doing you no favors. Mm -mm. It's like when you go get a baked potato from Wendy's, you just open it up, it's a little crispy, and you're like, oh, there's Daddy Magic. <laughs> you know what made Daddy Magic nipples hard? <laughs> baked potatoes. <laughs> This promo was fine. Next, we have Action Andretti versus Miro with hot and flexible CJ Perry looking on. I kind of live that hot and flexible is in her moniker. I think that is right on the nose, but perfectly on the nose. I love it. I love it. Um, Action Andretti got a lot more offense in than what I thought he was. So good on him. And they did put over, this is the same man that beat Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is not Miro. Um, after Miro, let me let me go through some. Let me just go through some highlights. <laughs> okay. Is Miro beating up anyone? Not CJ Perry in the corner, like, girl, just manage your husband. Just manage, knock it off. Cause I know where this is going. But every time Action Already got yeeted across that thing, this is CJ Perry. Girl, <laughs> this is a kink. It's fine. It's fine. But don't pretend like you want to manage these young men, okay? Um, <laughs> that's what I have written three times. CJ is amused at Miro killing action. <laughs> um, there was a springboard 450 onto Miro, but game over. Uh, stomp on the chest, game over. I mean, stomp on the back, game over. Miro wins. CJ is looking at him like, good for you. We all knew you would win. Do you want a cookie? And Miro's like, I'm sick of you. Stay home. What did you think of this match? This was probably one of my favorite matches just because of the drama that it was giving, right? So there was also good cinematography on this one. And I call it that because like Miro's coming down and then the camera cuts to CJ and she's like impressed, but like not impressed, right? She's like, mm, I don't really care. I'm here for Action Andretti. And Miro immediately <laughs> corners Action Andretti. And I said, oh no, this is not going to be good. But good for Andretti on getting this time. You know, I'm really mm -hmm. glad that commentary kept pushing him and was like, all right, this is guy beat Chris Jericho. He could beat Miro. Like mm -hmm. this is not just somebody that's going to have a squash match with him. So I'm really glad that they gave him time. They gave him good offense on that. So um, action was looking good. And I think that even though he didn't pick up the win, that CJ Perry would still consider him 
to be someone that she manages, which I'm like, okay, love to see it. I'm here for it. But man, this story of Miro and CJ is just a story that keeps on giving. And I cannot wait to see what people she is going to end up managing before she ends up with Miro. Yeah. Because then I think after this, we cut to Lexi Nair interviewing Andrade El Idol. Like, what did you think about this? Like, you just got beat up. How was your match? And then CJ Perry just pulls it to it's a frame. Like, I'll manage you pretty much. And the look on Andrade's face. He was me, shook. He was shook, but it was also giving, I have a wife. I already have a blonde, hot, flexible wife. Back away, demon. Demon, foul demon, back away. <laughs> I have a wife. You see me doing the figure eight, I have a wife. Mm. If, if if but if you'll let me win, come on now, come on now. If, you, if you're gonna manage me to the goal, but yep. I got a wife, demon. I got a wife, and also I know how your husband give it up. Do I want to wrestle him? Do I think Andrade versus Miro would be a good match? That match would hump. It'd be the greatest mm. match. However, the look on his face was like, I have a wife. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think she was like, oh, I can make you like the most handsome or like whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought you just wanted to manage him. I don't know. Girl, you better like, stop. Mm. Listen, I like you, CJ Perry, but Charlotte Flair might show up. You better, you better stop. <laughs> you better knock it off. You better knock it off. <laughs> Who goes there? Can you imagine? Like, I let him use the figure eight. Why wouldn't I show up on AEW? Stop playing with me. <laughs> But we'll see where this goes. I'm not going to lie. And I know this eventually is going to lead to, I hope, I hope, I'm crossing all my fingers, that this leads to Miro becoming that dominant, like, Miro, use Rusev Day sort of situation with CJ Perry leading the helm eventually. Maybe even having a faction. And also, too, right after that, um, there's a there's an LFI promo coming up. And I'm always like, isn't Andrade a part of that? I feel like he's a part of that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm positive he's a part of that. I feel like he's going to get recruited. I feel like if anything, you know, Roosh would have a better shot at recruiting than CJ is having yeah. recruiting with Andrade right now. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, good for you, CJ, but also pack it up. That's a married man. <laughs> easily be CJ day every day and Miro day, right? Yeah. Why it not? could be. Yeah. I mean, all we need now at this point is um, old Matthew Raywell, who's over here doing commentary to be like, <coughs> Miro day. <laughs> It was a good gimmick, y'all. I don't care. <laughs> we got Lexi there with Anna Jay, Daniel Garcia, Daddy Magic, and Cool Hand Ange backstage. Lexi there is like, are you guys good at seeing you squash the beef? And here's Anna Jay. You starting the pot? Uh. Get out of here. And then there was a side comment, and Anna Jay tried to hit them with the Rhea Ripley. We're not doing this in front of the camera. Let's go. To the back, nerds. As they're walking off, Ruby Soho comes on and Cool Ann Ange and her have a moment. And I didn't quite understand what it meant unless I'm stupid. Um, so it went like this. Um, Ruby says to Cool Ann Ange, family problems? And said, yeah, they're falling apart. Ruby says, yeah, I know the feeling. Ange says, after tonight, though, we can be champs. Um, Ruby Soho says, sweet, now get out of my shot. So I'm like, wait, I don't think, wait, what? Did you guys even challenge? You guys didn't even challenge. What did you, what you mean by that? I was confused. <laughs> like, what you mean I, by that? Mm, okay. Are you hitting on Ruby Soho because she don't got green hair? Why you like Buttercup because she don't got green hair now? Why you like Buttercup because she don't got green hair now? I really thought that that was interesting because it seemed like they were flirting. Yeah, but I didn't see the flirt. I did. It just said like he said something. <laughs> but there was chemistry there, right? Like you felt something. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, 
something's going on there and i haven't done my research yet something could be going on i don't know but who knows i'm here for the storyline if it's storyline romance i'm here for the storyline romances here for i can see ruby soho beating him up though just for fun absolutely absolutely (laughs) he would be the wheeler yuda of that group and of I'm that so relationship. Sorry. Yes. And I'm so sorry, Utes. I absolutely love you. But that's what Cool Hand Edge would be. Like, I'd be scared of Ruby too. I mean, at the end of the day, somebody, I have to, I have to click this because I was thinking that he turned into a grown man. He changed his whole, hey, you know, you could, you could win something, girl. She's like, girl, if you don't get the hell out of my shot, <laughs> if you don't get out of here, Edge. Don't, do me like that. <laughs> don't speak to me in this manner. <laughs> Yeah, um, Ruby Soho then says uh, she deserves to be champion and she's going to win because she deserves it. And God damn it, I agree. Since she came into AEW, we're all like, Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. But she's mm-hmm. always a bridesmaid, never a bride. And I don't like it. What did you think of this uh, video backstage situation? I love Anna Jay. She corrects me up. The fact that she immediately took the mic from Lexi and then Daddy asked... <laughs> Daddy Magic starts talking and she's like holding it up, but then she grabs his hand because she's like, I'm not holding this mic. I already said my part. Here you go. <laughs> and he's like, Thank you, Anna. He even addressed it. So I'm like, You didn't even have to address it, sir. But he said, Thank you, Anna. And then they just went about their days. They are so mad at Mr. Danny Garcia because he's dancing, he's out and about in the wild, just putting the moves on. And like who are who are we to judge, right? Like just let the man dance. Your That's- name is Cool Hand Ange. Be for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gonna be mad at Danny? <laughs> Please. There's no difference between this and swerve. Please. When I draw this, like, it's the same thing. Let people like to dance. They just want to dance. This is Footloose. Can't dance. <laughs> Can't dance. There's no dancing here. <laughs> there's no dancing here it's only wrestling and the last time daniel garcia tried to be a professional wrestler i usually tried to be a wrestler y'all got mad and said that he's a sports entertainer exactly. so don't do that so don't exactly do that. this this was a this was an okay promo i'm interested to see if there's act if they're actually doing like any sort of like flirting storyline because i never AEW's not not that girl girl you know what i mean when it comes to like relationship storylines i've never seen them do one unless it's like real life Britt baker sort yeah. of situation so i'm interested to see where this goes i kind of hoping that it's an abusive relationship that she just beats him no that's a, that's the wrong thing to say I, I apologize for that joke that's not what i meant abuse is not funny but i hope she beats up angela parker all the time and he just likes it <laughs> yeah i i loved it um we already did the eddie kingston update turning the book over we have Another tag match where people are just getting squashed again. But to be fair, to be fair, Daniel, not Daniel Garcia, to be fair, this match didn't even really get started. We had FTR versus Bad Thad Brown and Darian Bengston. Benston? Mm. It's Benston. something with the B because I've, initially I wrote Kingston and I said, there's no way. There's no way. This last <laughs> no way. So the match started, and I wrote down, Bad Thad has a cool look. Two two things happen. They lock up. They go to do something. The lights go out. I'm like, oh, whoop. That <laughs> match isn't happening anymore. Because <laughs> by this point, House of Black had been coming out eight times. So mm. when the light came back on, you have Malachi Black come out. The lights go out again, and then it's House of Black. Now, by this time... Dad Brown and Darian Bennington said, Daniel, snap, I'm out of here. I'm not getting beat up. 
I don't know what you're doing. That's not going to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, it ends in a DQ and House of Black just began to be bullies. And that was the theme of the night. House of Black was just beating everybody up. I want to ask you, what did you think about this match? There's no match. <laughs> about the two seconds in this match. I have no notes. I said FTR versus Bad Thad Brown and, and Darian. And then I said lights out. That's that's what I wrote. Literally, everything happened so quick. I'm like, did the bell ring? I blink of an eye. Next thing you know, House of Black was in the ring. And it was giving me vibes of, do you remember when Blackpool Combat Club was just out there every Wednesday beating up everyone? Yes, yes, yes. yes. It was giving that. And I'm like, I'm here for it. I like it. Why it's not? giving blood and guts. It's giving BCC House of Black blood and guts. Mm-hmm. And yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> I need this expeditiously. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote something else here. Oh, Bad Thad has a really cool haircut. Because it's kind of like a high top with a little back thingy going on, like here in the back. I was here for it. Like, this is them and the other guys earlier. Like, you guys are doing the retro 80s. Mm-hmm. And I live. I live. It was it was great. It was great for what it was. And that was that. There's, there's nothing to that match besides that. Yeah. Um, now we are at the main event mm-hmm. for Collision. Just for Collision. We have the AEW Tag Team Championship match, um, which is BCC, Wheeler Yuta, Claudio Castagnoli versus Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Um, This match starts off with Ricky Starks saying, I don't take any of this seriously. I don't care what you think. I got to get the pulse up. Like, (laughs) he's being a jerk. Running outside the ring. Completely being a jerk. Um, Big Bill. I would like to talk to you about beating up Willie Uta the way that you did for the first three minutes of this between slapping his back, slapping his chest. I get it. Willie Uta is the guy to beat up. But damn. <laughs> he slapped that man at one point. Willie Uta throws himself on like the turnbuckle area. He slapped that man so hard in his back. I think I might have turned around and said, you know wrestling's fake, right? <laughs> he hit that man hard. I felt that. I felt that. All the way in the Bronx, I felt that. Um... Willie Yuta gets yeeted. <laughs> Literally, all of my things is Wheeler gets yeeted. Poor Wheeler. Poor Wheeler. This was a 30-minute match. Like, the last 30 minutes of collision was just <laughs> Big Bill beating up on Wheeler Yuta. Can I tell you, I was so sad this whole match. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Willie Yuta. Poor. Listen, I get it. That's, your, that's what you do, but, like, mm-mm. When... Yeah, Ricky not taking the match seriously cracked me up. He was like, uh-uh, wait, let me bust out with two laps really quick and run around the ring. And I love that he checks his pulse meanwhile. Good for him. But there was one moment where Ricky tags in Big Bill and Yuta did not immediately go to Claudio to tag him in. And I said, sir, I know you are a hero, but today is not the day. You don't need to prove anything, sir. You pinned Kenny Omega. He's trying what? to prove to you that he's for tough, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, no, 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 no. This is not good. And it wasn't good, Cresta. It was not good at all. Literally, Claudio, when he finally got in there, I said, thank God. Because this was not going well. And if anybody was going to get spun tonight, I knew it was absolutely going to be Ricky. So I'm glad that we got to see that a little bit. But man, this was a really, it was it was a great match. Don't get me wrong. But man, as a fan of Wheeler Yuta, we, we need justice. Justice this needs. Is, this is a rough week to be a fan of Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> 
Uh, there was a big boot from Big Bill on Claudio Castellari. We're just going to get to the end third of the match because it's really the post-match. That yeah. what makes it – for 30 minutes of match, it's really the post-match, true. Um, double choke slam was started by the BCC, but the House of Black comes out here again. But they don't interfere. There's no DQ. Um, there's a spear into the Rochambeau on Willie Uta. Poor, poor Willie Uta. Starks gets the pin. Um, House of Black comes out. Ricky Starks and Big Bill are like, y'all have been wilding all day. Yeah. So, and then they start beating up um, Willie Uta. Oh. So they're like, we out of here. We out of here. House of Black starts jumping Willie Uta. Danielson comes out. Danielson gets jumped. FTR comes out, which I'm surprised. They both get jumped. And then you hear John Moxley, who your friends are getting beat up. So you saunter through the crowd. I'd have been running hot, hot. <laughs> it's given Jeff Hardy. It's given. <laughs> and now I got. <laughs> yeah, now I got. <laughs> that was an iconic moment. Jeff Hardy comes back for the first time. Mm, he said, let me just please my fans. Really quick. All right. <laughs> uh, Moxley comes out. Um, crowd starts chanting, whoop that trick. Um, and poor, poor Ricky starts. I don't know how he ended up in the ring still. And Big Bill, who is seven feet tall, and you can't teach that, got out. Ricky starts was still in there. And what ended up happening? Ricky starts went right around, baby, right around. Why they swung? He won, but he did he really? Did he really? Did he really? Oh, they swung him all the way to Battle of the Belts. <laughs> they, Literally, the third hour was started, and Claudia was still in there like, uh-uh. By the time Battle of the Belt started, Ricky Starks is still in the ring like. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Collision. Collision flew by, but it was really House of Black. That's what it was tonight. And that's, what? yeah, it was really House of Black. It was really John Moxley returning and, like, that Eddie Kingston promo. Yeah. It was a lot of just storyline progression, which I thought was good. And it really, you couldn't compare like that show that we just saw to then go to Battle of the Belts because there was not a lot of, of substance there. Yes, there was good matches, but like nothing really like came out of that. And no, no titles really changed hands. So, and then they said it was Battle of the Belts eight. I don't even, I didn't even think we were that far in. I'm going to tell you something, Iridian. We've been doing Collision now for like, what, three, four, maybe even five months since like June, July or something like that. Every time I've wanted to cover Battle of the Belts, instead of doing an impact show, Battle of the Belts ended up being a little lackluster. And I say that as a preface because that's what happened tonight. The matches were good, yeah. but I didn't believe anybody who was challenging was going to take the belt off of nobody. Exactly. Tony Nese against Samoa Joe? Right off the bat? No, you're kidding me. <laughs> no offense to Tony Nese, but no, you're kidding me. You got to... This has got to be the ASPCA because you got to be kidding me right now. Like, <laughs> Tony Nese? I like Tony Nese. Come on, Nese. But on. Tony Nese versus Samosa Joseph? No. Samosa Joseph. No. <laughs> not Samosa Joseph. No. No. Oh, not. That's the next t-shirt. <laughs> next t-shirt. Bad bitches love Samosa Joseph. Shout out to Wrestling Wide Now. <laughs> Listen, if y'all make that shirt, I want to cut. I want to cut. <laughs> so we start off. We go right into Battle of the Belts. Mm -hmm. As BCC is walking up the ramp, Orange Cassidy music hits, and John Moxie is like, you know what? I don't even like Orange Juice. And just mushes him <laughs> for no reason. Orange Cassidy's just like, 
doing his thing. And John Moxley's like, I hate this guy. Just mushes him. That then, was such a bully move on Mox's part. I said, sir, you just got back. Like, just walk away. And he literally went out of his way to push Orange. Like, bro, like, all Orange did was come out and do. That's all he, that's all he did. One pyro. Mm-hmm. And Moxie said, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. You're breathing. I don't like that. They get into a mush match. They break it up. BCC was being rude, but it gets broken up, and the match goes on. So it's Orange Cassidy versus John Silver with Alex Reynolds. Now, before I get into the play-by-play, let me just say that John Silver here looked really great. This man is a strong candidate for the meat division, the Walter Meatweight champion, because he was kind of just yeeting Orange Cassidy around for 15 minutes. And do something with the dark order. I've had it. I've had it. This was a good match. I've had it. So um, Nigel called the All-Atlantic belt curse because people keep getting injured. Fair. Um, <laughs> John Silver immediately starts off by putting his hands in Orange Cassidy's pockets, which got a pop out of me. I'm not going to hold you. Um, John Silver yeeting um, Orange Cassidy around. John Silver deadlifted Orange Cassidy into a superplex off the middle rope, but it was like a, a standing deadlift. And I was like, oh my goodness, this man is S-T-R-O-N-K. He is so strong. Um, another one of my notes is Nigel be saying anything. John Silver outpowering John Orange Cassidy. And then they started to cheat. I'm like, wow, not the Dark Order cheating, but also yes, because y'all, they could put respect on the Dark Order's name. Alex Randall cheated. Um, there was a stun dog millionaire into a beach break, but that was only a two on John Silver. The ending sequence um, goes as John as sorry, Alex Reynolds hits Cassidy with the belt only for a two count. Johnny Hungy trips over Orange Cassidy and the Orange Panch for the win. Um, I like this match, but I feel like with all the offense John Silver got in for Orange Cassidy to win by luck. Mm-hmm. What are we doing with the Dark Order? What's happening here? Very valid question. And John Silver has been so rough in terms of like showing no mercy. And the way that he was manhandling Orange Cassidy. He's having orange juice. <laughs> literally insane. There was one uh, spot on the outside um, where I think he like tossed Orange into like the, the apron. Mm-hmm. And Orange just like kind of like hit it like in an awkward way. And I said, oh my God, why are you being so aggressive? I'm like- tired of losing. <laughs> He's like, I've had it. I've had it. But man, it was just, um, it was a really, really great match for for what it was. But I feel like this goes back to like show that like Orange only needs a very small window of opportunity to pick up that win. But after we had just saw him like get beat up the whole match, was it like believable that he was going to pick up the win? I thought Johnny Hungy might take it for a little bit. And I was like, okay, I, I wouldn't be mad if the Dark Order started to hold some gold. But yeah, same question. What are they doing with the Dark Order? Because not enough. Yeah. And I mean, like, and I know this is going to sound kind of mean, and I mean this with the utmost love, but what House of Black is doing is what Dark Order should have been doing. Exactly. Exactly. That same kind of like uh, aggressiveness, that mystery. And it's very easy to pull that off with the Dark Order. Like the the story's there. I low-key feel like Dark Order and House of Black should osmosis because I think it'll give Dark Order, that much-needed edge that they need. And while House of Black is good, I think Dark Order is a little bit more calculating. 
And I think that Dark Art House of Black could use that. So it's like something's got to give because for you being the oldest faction in AEW, and for you to be notoriously jobbers, and you have good wrestlers, Evil Uno always puts on bangers. So I don't understand. And that's the thing too, because you could say that oh, but they're being treated that way because they're like not the best of wrestlers, but they're fantastic wrestlers individually. So even putting them in, in that group together that they are is just insane that they haven't had success yet like really big success in AEW. yeah redon like the last time they had success was when rest in peace brody lee was there but unfortunately when Brody when brody lee passed away they tried to make them good guys and did nothing with it mm-hmm. and that that's so frustrating like i don't know i dark order is a sensitive subject for me because i think they deserve so much better and i wish i wish because we've done it with the acclaimed we we did it with wheeler yuda you know what I mean? We, yeah. you, you're doing it now with the guns. It can be done. I don't know what the Dark Order has done backstage. I don't know who you've pissed off, but these guys deserve way better. And you're not telling me that, like, it couldn't have been the Dark Order versus the House of Black. And if you just recruited Anna J back in there, that would have made so much sense because you got the three guys and the girl. Like, it was there. But, yeah, disappointing a little bit. It is. Um... We already went over the CJ Perry, Lexi Nair sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Then we had the Ring of Honor television title shot. Samoa Joe beat up Tony Nese. <laughs> Samoa Joe beat up Tony Nese. Tony Nese called people fat. Samoa Joe came down and said, knock it off. Tony Nese got one offense in and Samoa Joe said, all right, enough of that muscle buster. Okay. That was literally the match. I, I don't even have to look at my notes. I don't, I don't, then there was the post match. I'm sorry. Do you have any thoughts on that match? No, no, not really. Mark Sterling coming out and he said Memphis in an accent. And that literally killed me because I said, sir, shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> He's like, let me tell you something about my Southern accent, oh. Memphis. <laughs> I apologize to our Southern viewers, especially I'm- Shaw Ross Sapp. <laughs> We're just making fun of, uh, of Mark Sterling. That but- was a horrible Southern accent. Sir, it's okay. You got next week to recover. <laughs> Listen, uh, Andrade El Idolo was kicking their ass for like three weeks. <laughs> so you got time. <laughs> it was Andrade El Idolo. Then. Idolo. <laughs> Justice for Andrade El Idolo. <laughs> Post match. Um, Sorry, I'm too busy laughing. Samoa oh. Joe beat up Tony Nese. Post match, Samoa Joe says, MJF, I'm coming for the AEW world title. And um, do with that info as you will, because hindsight is a beautiful thing, but I'm giving you foresight. Mm. So Moa Joe is so articulate. In another life, he's a preacher hustling me out of my Christian dollars. Not the so. preacher. <laughs> Come on. The way he talks, I'm like, yes, I believe you. So yeah. if he just said, and the Lord said, I'd be like, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't come down here and muscle bust me in the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, you know, no, I... I love Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe should be a world champion, not just a Ring of Honor television world champion. Nothing against it. But he should be world champion. He should know nothing against Eddie Kingston. But if he if, if he beat up MJF, then he can do it. It makes sense. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it. I think MJF is great, but I like Samoa Joe better. So I'm being biased. <laughs> I'm being hella biased. Absolutely. So like honestly, honestly, MJF and the muscle buster, I don't see him kicking out of it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Cause the way 
Samoa Joe piles your body up so small and tiny, your leggies in the air, like you look like a little crab, and then to take that all on your back, I'm not kicking out of that. In fact, I want to raise, and this is bull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I think it's just a matter of time before MJF has that title taken off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what really messed them up was Adam Cole getting injured, and then they really they didn't really know what to do. And so then now- CM Punk being CM Punk. CM Punk, exactly. And now Jay White is in the picture, so I feel like anybody could really take that 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 championship off of MJF and it wouldn't hurt him because he's still a great character. He's still telling the stories. He's still the devil. And he's still our <laughs> thumbnail. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I see it. I see That's it. Fair. That's fair. Point, That's point, fair. Uh, point proven. Yeah. Point proven. Listen, MJF got to come up with that title at some point. He got to come up off that title because I feel like the story there was MJF versus CM Punk. And since that's not happening, let's move along. Let's, yeah, let's, let's 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 yeah. I will say MJF has cemented himself in AEW that with or without the title, mm-hmm. I'm still interested in seeing him. And I think that he is somebody that can make the title, mm-hmm. but the title don't make him. He He's a player. He mm-hmm. is a player in AEW. So like he has a spot. I just am kind of at the point where I don't know what we're doing with it. And I like what you're doing with Adam Cole, um, Roderick Strong. I kind of like this goofy stuff, but I don't think the title needs to be attached to it. I think the title could be in serious contention with other people. Let that happen. And then we move on from there. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, Because I feel like there are a couple people who have cemented themselves in AEW as people who can hold the championship, but also still be fan favorites without that Mm -hmm. belt. And like a couple people I think of right now is just like Britt Baker. Yes. You can have the title and not have the title, but you're still like, man, that's Britt Baker. And you can't take anything away from her. So, yeah, I think MJF could easily transition into not being a champion. Yeah. And do stuff until he's ready to be a champion again. And and even when he wins, it'll add instant prestige to that championship, no matter what it is. Okay. I don't think he needs a title right now because I think what he's doing with Adam Cole and Roderick Strong is really great stuff. It just kind of sucks that the title is being held in that position. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. I'm dying. We have two more matches to go. So get your humper chats in, your super chats in. Yeah. We're heading down the home stretch. So maybe like 15 more minutes. I'm hot. We're hot. You're hot. Let's get it. Now we have TBS title, Chris Statlander versus Willow Nightingale. Now, unlike Skyble, who came out obviously evil, Willow Nightingale came out kind of evil. She wasn't doing her whole. So it's kind of just like a. But she's not completely evil. She's kind of evil. She's spooky. She's not like most girls. She's spooky. Um, standing Moonsaw on the apron from Willow, I mean, from Chris Atlander onto Willow Nightingale was really strong to start off the match. Willow responds in kind with a cannonball on the outside to the steel steps. There was a blue thunder bomb onto Willow, but there was only it was only a two count, which Willow ended up responding after a while, not after a while, like maybe two or three sequences with a big pounce. There was a cannonball onto the turnbuckle onto Chris Statlander, but it wasn't enough to put away, um, to put her away. So what ends up happening is Chris Statlander at nine feet tall gets up and does a 450 bomb onto Willow for Willow to get the one, two, three. Post-match, uh, not Willow, I'm sorry, for Statlander to get the one, two, three. Post-match, Statlander's like, friend? And that's when Sky Blue is like, no friend. She's a jerk. In fact, she's an alien. She don't even go here. Willow's like, 
nah, friendship is eternal. And Sky Blue is like, you disgust me. <laughs> what did you think of this match? Um, I thought for Battle of the Belts, this was the best match of the Battle of the Belts. Um, not with the first one with Standing. Oh, absolutely. I think Willow and Chris Statlander, if you only watch one match from Battle of the Belts, this is, I think this should be the one that you watch. Um, Willow came out at a seven when yeah. she really at a 10, but <laughs> that makeup was dark. And I was like, okay, you know, we're getting there. As opposed to when uh, Sky came out earlier in Collision, her colors were still there a little bit. So I was like, interesting that they made that choice because uh -huh. they could have easily reversed the looks on that one. But Willow was definitely headed to the dark side where Sky Blue is, is fully at already. Maybe not fully in, in enveloped, but she's definitely in there. Uh, but after the match, I think that Sky Blue coming out and just being like, no, I'm not about friendship. I'm not here for it. Friendship is not magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is trying to really lure in willow and man i'm just telling you that faction the house of heart is just is going to be amazing 10 out of 10 and chris statlander is so amazing she's so powerful this these ladies i can't say enough good things about them willow pounce during this match was incredible and i <laughs> i pop anytime it happens big pop but yeah 10 out of 10 for Chris. Her pounces are up there with Keith Lee. Like you're literally getting pushed into next month. Like, I don't, what year is it? I don't know what's happening anymore. Um, I am interested to see what is going to make Willow finally be like, you know what? I'm going eight. I don't care. I've had it. I've had it. I've had it. I wonder what it's going to take. Um, Cause she's really very much like, she reminds me of, do you remember old school Bailey with the hugging and everything? She reminds me of that. And it's like, it's such a good feel good baby face moment. Cause I feel like so many people are ready to be tweeners and heels cause heels have more fun. So having um, Willow Nightingale be your baby face just, and have her see her turn evil is kind of, it's very interesting. It is very interesting. I would like to see her wrestle heel, but then she's got to win, right? Yeah. Then you got to make her win. And oh man, it's just, this could go so many ways. And I really hope that they don't mess this up because it needs to be a very smooth transition, but something's got to make her break. Just like you said, I don't know if it's going to be the outcast coming in and spray painting her in the face too. She's going to be like, you know what? I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> I can only be missed it so many times. Like, let me just join this other. It's, now, it's now affecting me brain. It's messing with me psychologically. <laughs> yeah. so I've had enough. And I don't think that it's going to be the influence of sky blue. I think we're going to have to wait till Julia comes back and maybe Julia will be like that one to really pull her in. Cause she's like, all right, sky's not yeah. getting the job done. I'm the leader of this group. Here's what's happening. And she'll have to like tell Willow that, but we'll I'm see. Gonna even take it one step further. I think Julia won't even have to miss her. I think Julia will just put her ahead. Didn't you win the Owen Hart tournament? What How's that working out for you? Hmm. She's, Willow might just have to watch an episode uh, of our post show because we say that every week. <laughs> it's like, how's that working out for you? Want? Okay, Ricky Starks is doing what? What are you doing? All right, come to the House oh, of Black. How, how, how does my girl kept being done dirty? We yeah. get like What's we both won the same thing and only one of us is really in the title scene. Only one of us got the tag team title. Don't even mention it on my nameplate, bro. <laughs> If Willow Nightingale turns heel, it's this. This is her 13th reason. Exactly. 13th reason. Mm -hmm. 13 reasons. Well, oh, not exposing the business. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I tried to move my monitor forward because I slammed my desk. 
<laughs> you guys might see that I'm not actually in Shaw Rossap's basement. Wait, you're not? No, you're there. Let me go play the piano. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now we're backstage with Lexi Nair <laughs> and Orange Cassidy. And she's like, yo, you good? And Orange Cassidy says, yeah, I'm good. I don't care about no stinking Yuta. But what I do care about is Brian Danielson and Claudio Castanelli and John Moxie being mean to me. Yuta, you suck. <laughs> no one cares about you, Yuta. But since I care about Claudio and Daniel, why don't you fight me next week Wednesday on Dynamite versus Okada <laughs> on, a, on a Wednesday? To which I'm explaining to my friends, like, how are they going to get out of this? Like, oh, Okada's taking the pin. Come on now. Come on now. Like, Okada's taking the pin? Okada took the pin already in AEW. Who else is taking the pin? Certainly not Danielson on his retirement tour. Certainly not Claudio. Certainly not Orange Cassidy, your international championship. It's got to be your visitor who's already taking a pin. And I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about this. No, I can't. no, no. Something's got to happen. Blackpool Combat Club's going to be out there. You best believe. Um, Kota Bushi. No, Kota Bushi got nothing to do with this. <laughs> Kota Bushi got nothing. Rocky Romero. <laughs> I got nothing to do with this either. Literally insane. Because when I saw the graphic for this, I was like, is that Okada? On no. a Wednesday for free. For free. That's insane. Literally insane. My brain melted a little bit. And but we're just ugh, the Rainmaker on Dynamite. We are being blessed. For 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 no other match besides I hate you, BCC. Listen, <laughs> I'll take it. A win is a win. A win yeah. is a win. I'll take it. I'll take it. I see your chat. Now you can absolutely play Claudio. Claudio's been kind of hot the way they've been prospering them to win tag team gold, if not in AEW, definitely for ROH. So I'm I I don't I don't like this either. Listen, I don't I don't want to be that guy. I, I feel like Joe Pearl, because Joe Pearl is always giving me the bad news on impact. But I really think Okada is the one who's gonna get pinned. I don't like it. I don't. Let me say that again. I don't like it. But but me thinks, me thinks, and me thinks is gonna be Danielson who pins Okada too. Oh, <gasps> You are having a lot of thoughts right now. I am. I'm having a lot of thoughts. It's, it's early, late, it's depending early. on what time it is. Okay. But I mean, it would make sense. The apology tour. I'm not the apology tour. The <laughs> retirement tour. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going around beating up all your face. <laughs> I, yeah, this match needs to have, I feel like, a definite winner. But I also wouldn't mind if nobody takes the pin. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if, if some shenanigans happens, I wouldn't be mad at it because we still got to see Okada at the end of the day. Malachi, what you doing on Wednesday? <laughs> you had a lot to say tonight. What you doing on Wednesday? <laughs> I mean, somebody also said it to Brian already. That's what I said. Listen, Okada already lost at AEW. And then you know I feel like they what they might do is like have it almost end similarly when you think Okada's gonna tap out and then the lights go out. Something like that. Because I can Okada can't take the pin. He cannot take. There are some things that ring true in wrestling. Just like in Impact Wrestling, luchadors are always taking the pin. There's no reason why the Kingo going to Impact <laughs> or like Samurai Del Sol in their first match, they take a pin. Sometimes wrestling, things just happen. I feel like Simon Miller, things just happen. You don't got to try to rationalize it. 
things just happen. Like Eddie Kingston coming out by himself against the whole circus. Things just happen. You know, don't try to rationalize it. It's wrestling. Okada is a god. So even if he took the pin, you see how we all forgot that Brian Danielson tapped out Okada? I'm like, why? When did Okada, when did Okada take the pin? When? It's, things just happen, okay? Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Lastly, and I'm going to be fully transparent. I'm giving this all to a reading. I have no notes on this last match because it was like four or five in the morning. By the time I started finished watching this match, I was so tired. Yeah. It is the trios match. Um, for the tag for the TOs title, it's Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Edge, and Daniel oh. Garcia versus Daddy Ass, Max Caster, and Anthony Bowens, the acclaimed. Yep. Max Caster came out with some rap. He was rapping really fast for a change, and I kind of tuned it out. I literally have no notes. I was the tears of sleep were crawling down my face. I know the acclaimed wins, Iridian. Hey, it's you. It's your time to shine. I am cackling. So before the match started, uh, Billy Gunn Scissors Grizz, who was the mascot for the Memphis Grizzlies, who came out with them to the ring, which I'm like, okay, fun. Love to see it. Here for it. And the crew was not letting Garcia dance. That's basically what happened this whole match. All right. Haters. They, haters. Exactly. The haters because it ain't us. That was the vibe <laughs> that it was giving. Um, but man, people were like, okay, you can't dance. You really can't dance. And there was one moment where he um, did something to Max Caster. Max Caster is laid out on the floor. Right. And the commentary is literally yelling, pin him, pin him, do something. And Danny Garcia's like internally having a battle with himself. He's like, oh, do I hit a move? Do I not? What am I doing here? And he dances and the crowd goes wild. But what happens? He doesn't get the pin. <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> the pop for when he did the dance was incredible. But man, Anthony Bowens was the one that was able to pick up the win and uh, they, they retained. But it ultimately being the reason that they lost was because Daniel Garcia danced, which now they have a point, right? Because I'm like, all right, Danny, maybe commentary was right. They proved a point. You danced and it literally was like a 10 second dance and you couldn't pin him. So missed opportunity. So now I feel like maybe Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Edge and Anna, they really have something to say because they're like, all right, we told you not to and you did it and now we lost. So this is your fault, Danny Garcia. But man. You know, I'm going to even take it a little further. Is it really Daniel Garcia's fault? Because when he tried to be a professional wrestler, you guys told him he was a sports entertainer. And you beat it into him that he was a sports entertainer. And that if we're your friends, we're sports entertainers. And what would a sports entertainer do if someone's light out on the floor? Would they pin them or would they do the rock bottom, do the whole pomp and circumstance? So he's he's working well within the confines of your group and now you're... You're mad? Now you're upset? Now you're upset? You did this, Mimi. This is this is your fault. I don't blame Daniel Garcia. And then you got a pop. Isn't that the whole point of sports entertainment? The pop? Win if you can. Lose if you must. But always cheat. That's the whole point, okay? Those are the rules, okay? I don't make the rules, okay? <laughs> but these are the rules. Yeah. So I think that uh, they are definitely going to have a tough time with Danny Garcia. I honestly think he should have left that group a long time ago. Yes. He is one that can go by himself. So Jericho Appreciation Society at this point needs to be disbanded. But it's dead. Wait, well, what are, there's no Jericho. So what is just the Appreciation Society? They're glee. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are glee out here, wrestling glee, not even no singing. No singing, just dancing. But yeah. 
It is what it is. And speaking of just dancing, ladies, we about to dance on out of here. That was Battle of the Belts. That was Collision. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Iridian, where can they find you if they need more Iridian in their lives, in their veins? Yes, you can follow me on YouTube on Rest Friends. That's W-R-E-S-T Friends. It's wrestling friends together in one word. So all of the wrestling... All the cheese, the gossip, you got it. We can find it uh, over there. I have unboxing videos, reactions. I have interviews. And if you just want to follow me on social media, it's Iridian underscore Fiero. So definitely check me out. Caresta, where can our beautiful colliders find you? I have something to tell you. I recently found out that there's a difference between cheese and bunchinche. Oh, I've only, I've only ever heard of bunchinche. And I'm like, so when people like cheese, I'm like, oh, so we talking, talking? Like, no, cheese is just like. It's a little. Bunchinche is like, girl, she's nasty. I don't like her. Her mother lives here. <laughs> there you go. Is, is, the second one is giving Eddie Kingston. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but like worse, because Eddie Kingston is still objectively right. Yeah. <laughs> Bunchinche is malicious. <laughs> My name is Crystal Star, ladies and gentlemen. You can find me here on Fightful every Thursday and Saturday. Thursdays, I go over the post-impact show with Joel Pearl. Saturdays, it's myself, Iridian, Rick, maybe? Sean Ross Sapp sometimes. And we go over things on Collision. If you want me outside of Impact, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you can find me over on Twitch or TikTok at Cresta Star. And I'm on Twitter, Cresta V Star. Linktree is in my bio. You can find all of my links and whatnot. I am all out of things to say. It is 2.19. You guys have been with us for an hour and 16 minutes. You're fantastic. Thank you so much for watching. We appreciate you. We love you. Take care of yourself and each other. Bye-bye now. And stream. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.